0: listening to Youth Ministry Maverick, a podcast about mold-breaking methods to invest in the next generation of the church. Here's your host, Jeff Harding.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Jeff. Welcome back to Youth Ministry Maverick. You're listening to Episode 42, The Enneagram 3 Youth Worker. We are currently in our 11 episode series called the Youth Worker Enneagram Project. So let's head into today's episode with the featured Enneagram coach and co host, as well as the youth worker guest. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We are in the midst of our Enneagram Project series, and my co host and Enneagram coach for this episode is Ainsley B. Ainsley, welcome back to the podcast.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited.
1: And our guest today is Daniel. Uh, Daniel, tell us a little bit about yourself and also tell us what your Enneagram
0: type and wing is, if you please. For sure. Well, uh, first off, thanks for having me on the podcast, Jeff and Ainsley B. Um, Y'all can't (laughs) see her right now, but she's got the dopest beanie on right now. And so I'm kind of jealous. I feel like I didn't... I didn't show up prepared um as prepared as she did. But yeah, uh, my name is Daniel Madry and uh and yeah, I run a company called Youth Pastor Co. And we've got a few subsidiary companies, youthmen.org, uh multiplycurriculum.com. And then we recently released a game, Cards Christians like. If you're familiar oh, yeah. with uh, I <laughs> definitely so pumped. that. Oh yes. Go on. So if you're familiar with cards against humanity, it's kind of like that, except not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a cleaner version. And, and so, yeah, so I, am an entrepreneur, but before I'm an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm, I am ministry from, from the youngest age ever. I knew I wanted to be a pastor. It's the only thing I ever wanted to do. And I did it all through my twenties and now I'm, I'm in my thirties and I'm resourcing youth pastors and youth ministries all across the world. And, and I love it. And I am an Enneagram three.
1: Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Very excited as a fellow three uh, to hear more about your experience in ministry and to hear more about how uh, threes like us can thrive and seek help in ministry. Uh, So Ainsley, remind us a little bit about the main characteristics of an Enneagram three.
2: Yes, sir. Type threes are self-assured, um charming they're usually very ambitious energetic and competent they also can be pretty um status conscious and highly driven for advancement they're usually really good at being diplomatic and poised but can also become pretty concerned about their image and what others think of them so they can often be you know workaholics they're usually pretty competitive um but at their best they are self accepting authentic and honestly role models, um, to the people around them.
1: I feel like you read my diary. Um, yes, (laughs) uh, I would concur with all of that. Um, so Daniel, let's hop into where you see this playing out in your life, in your ministry, in your work. Um, so what are some ways that you see the characteristics of being an Enneagram three help you in ministry? Where do you excel
0: based on how God has wired you? Yeah, I mean, I would say number 1 is just vision. Um, as an enneagram 3, I know you understand. As she was de- as she was uh, describing it, I was looking at Jeff and we both kind of had like the same smirk on our face because it's like <laughs> you're talking about me, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel so known right now. I know. Oh god. Um, I I think for me it it, it it's first and foremost come down to vision is I you know, I always thought I would always look at the situation where God had placed me, no matter, you know, the size of the church or ministry or situation I was in. And and I would think, you know, I would look at a high level leader and and I would ask myself, what would a high level leader, insert their name, whoever your ministry hero is, what would they do? if they were the youth pastor here, what would they do if they were sitting in my shoes, knowing what they had already known, doing what they've already done? How would they take, you know, my little group of students and multiply it? How would they take my leaders and develop them? How would they take my space and make it look better? And so I always tried to put myself in the shoes of a leader that's way more down the road than I am and just kind of curate a vision in my mind of, okay, you know, what would it look like if we had a hundred students or a thousand students? You know, what would it look like if budget, like one of the things we always talk about on our team is like, okay, but we're dreaming now budget is off the table. What are we doing? Like, how are we taking our next step? How are we reaching the next goal? And so I think being a three we just innately have this vision built into us and the vision for grander. And, you know, it's funny because it's like, well, well, why do we have this vision? You know, uh, do it, do I have this vision because I love God? Do I have this vision because, you know, I I love students. I want to help develop our church. Or do I have this vision because it's a reflection of me. And I, and I think that a lot of times it, it does transcend into my identity and it's like, what I do in ministry is who I am as a person. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that that's healthy. I'm not saying that, that that should always be the case. But I think for a three, it's always an extension of who I am. And so I want to be the best that I can possibly be. Um, maybe maybe differing from the one a little bit. I don't want to be perfect. I want to be excellent. And so <laughs> what whatever excellence looks like, is what I'm striving for. And I, I think probably another, another leg up, or you know, just using using what God's put in my hands or how he's wired me is that strategy comes fairly simple. Um I I was talking to Ainsley about this earlier. I was like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to differentiate what's a three and and what's a me. You know, mm-hmm. what what is just how I'm built and what is these are threes. And I, and I think one of the things that I noticed maybe I had as a three is I did have the vision, but then I also saw all the steps it took to get there. and And I saw all of the meta details and the nuances of every step along the way. So, you know, as, as I was training, you know, my leaders and volunteers and giving them responsibility over different parts of the ministry, it came very easy to come up behind them and say, okay, now let's talk about what you've done. Now let's talk about, okay, well, why did you do this? Or have you thought about that? Or, you know, let's, let's take this little part and let's push it a little further or, Hey, I noticed you sent this and it was kind of, you know, a little rough around the edges right here. Let's clean that up. And so it's like taking something good and making it great was just built into me. Like whatever you would put in front of me, I was like, oh, "Okay, well, how can we clean this up?" and and it would just be through dissecting it for the purpose of the greater vision. And so I feel like I feel like although it, although it can be, you know, you start to feel like, "Oh, is this vain? Is this, you know?" I feel like this is um, kind of like, you know, identity and, and how do I look and all this stuff. But really, I think whenever God, you know, wires us this way, it's like, man, I think he's like, I I love the three because I love, I love the drive to build the kingdom. I love the drive to make an impact on the world, like an actual impact. And, uh, and that, that's what I'm just so appreciative for. Is that I love knowing that what I do every day is affecting the people around me. And now the reach is going even further. So I don't know if that answered your question. I just started <laughs> rambling.
1: I think it answered uh my question and you know, talking about how you felt known after Ainsley, describing those characteristics. It's really cool to me knowing that I'm talking to a fellow three and hearing you talk and me realizing how someone else thinks a lot like I do and I haven't had that kind of conversation before. That is really cool. Um, Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm, I'm glad that we could have this moment. (laughs) You and I, Daniel, you and I.
0: Um, We're going to take this podcast across the world. Oh my gosh.
2: (laughs) We're
1: going to drop it like it's hot. That's back in, that's like 10 years ago. Okay. um, I would be lying if I said I didn't know that song. (laughs) (laughs) In the poll uh, that we did uh, online, uh, we had uh, almost 1300 youth workers vote and coming in fourth was the Enneagram 3. Um, So we're up there. We're not the most, but we're up there. So just over, so almost 12% of the people who voted are dominant Enneagram threes. Uh, So Ainsley, how would you expound upon what Daniel said about vision, status, wanting to make an impact? Where do you see that playing out with youth ministry workers who are threes?
2: Yeah, I think that threes are an incredible asset to the kingdom, an incredible asset to the church. And the reason being is that they take ownership of their work and they want it to be excellent, just like Daniel was saying. So the benefit there is, as he was talking about being able to see those big visions as well as the small details within the, them, is that is striving for excellence. That's why you can see all of those things. And that's an incredible trait of a good leader because so many people, you know, can't, they either have one or the other. And the three being able to combine those and see both of those is an incredible gift that can be used in such a variety of ways. So I think that is one of my favorite things about the three is that I can personally go to a three and be like, okay, help me, you know, figure out this idea. Because I am a big vision person. Details are not my jam. So, whenever I have a three who can really see both, it's huge. It's absolutely phenomenal. So, I think that um, that is an incredible thing that a three brings to the table, as well as an overall understanding of people. Threes are really good at mirroring another person. Um, They can be whatever the person in front of them needs them to be in that moment for better or for worse, right? It's great for that other person. Is it great for a three to potentially question their identity or get their identity wrapped up in whoever they're talking to or whatever they're doing, but for the sake of ministry, it can be a gift to someone who walks up, wants to, you know, pour their heart out. You can either be their hype person. If they need it, you can be the listening ear you can be whatever that person needs. So that is also an incredible gift of a three that, let me tell you, is not is so rare. It is so rare.
1: Very cool. Yes, we are definitely rare and amazing breeds. Um, <laughs>
2: say that
0: one more time for the people.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, as with any um, gifts and the way God's wired us, there's a flip side. So Daniel, mm-hmm. um, what are some ways uh where you see being a three, um how that makes ministry or work hard or difficult. Where do you need extra focus and help based on how God has wired you?
0: Yeah, no, that's a great question because <laughs> for my for my friends the, my people, my friends who work with me, I say, you know, for every great quality that we have, I was like, there is there is an opposite quality that we're just lacking in, um, and it's not because we don't care. It's not because you know we're lazy or anything like that. It's just our energy is so focused elsewhere that it is a is a very it takes a very cognizant effort to be aware and cover our weaknesses. I think number one is being so focused on the goal that we forget about the people. Yeah. Or being so focused on the goal that we use people as tools rather than seeing them as the ministry. And and I would say this as a, if you're a young three, watch out. And if you think this doesn't apply to me, it probably applies to you more. You're probably just on, you have no (laughs) self-awareness, get someone close to you. They probably are tired of you running over them. Um no I I would say this though it's a it's a real threat for threes to just look at the vision and to them it's very pure hearted because they can see the result of the vision oh you know we're reaching more students you know we're we're discipling more students we're we're using these events to uh to communicate the gospel to the masses we're you know in in the details of excellence for you know x y and z reason and because they're so focused on on the goodness of their of their goal, they forget to see the cost that it took to get there. um and so I think that that's definitely one of the things that I've had to learn is like always i mean always people first, always people first. even today, um one of my employees we had a we have a meeting at nine a m sharp, and he he texted me, he said, "Hey, sorry, bro." It, crazy morning, had to take my dog to the vet, uh, potentially life-threatening. He's like, here's what I'm thinking about the meeting, blah, 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 we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, I'm still gonna be able to make it for nine, all this stuff. And all I responded is, how's your, how's your dog? Because I remembered that that's way more important to him mm. than, what I'm, than what I'm paying him to do. And because it's important to him, it's got to be important to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that would, that would serve a lot of us threes to realize that taking care of your people is, is inadvertently going to take care of the vision because threes who are charismatic and who are strong leaders and, and maybe have a charm to them. And they've got a plan. If you have followers that know you care about them on top of all that, I mean, they'll they'll walk off a bridge for you. It, it is <laughs> it is wild to see the links that people will go to make the vision happen if you just care about them. Now, of course, another downfall of the three is that we can be deceptive. Don't use that to your advantage. Don't take what I'm telling you right now and say, oh, I'm going to add that to my pocket to get more done. No, 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 no. Really care about people. That That's what it comes down to is really caring about people. Um, I would say another maybe downfall of the three, and, and I don't know if this is me or this is a three, um, but it would be focus. It's that the vision is so grand and the vision is so large and there's always a new idea and there's always a new initiative and there's always you know there's always so much new stuff that we're looking uh, to do it's that we can get very scattered and we can have a hundred tabs open on Google Chrome and 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 instead of focusing on that on returning these emails, or instead of focusing on finishing this spreadsheet or instead of focusing on wrapping up the budget or you know whatever it is what we do we click each one of those tabs and hit refresh <laughs> we start to accomplish one thing on that tab and then we click the next tab and we get into this cycle of trying to move every ball simultaneously while moving no balls excellently and not finishing things. And so one of the things that I've had to overcome is just being singularly focused. And, and one of the things that, that really shook me on this, I have a fantastic mentor. I mean, he, he's, he's a one on the Enneagram and he can see the, the mechanics of people's behavior he understands what people are doing whenever people don't understand what or why they're doing it and so he has been able to to just shine in my in my my um blind spots so many things that are just like changing my life. And and I don't say that loosely. I mean, I'm not a fraction of the leader and the person that I would be in ministry and in life, had it not been for my mentor. Threes, you're not too proud to get a mentor. I know, you know, a lot, but you don't know enough. Okay. Go, go get a mentor. And he told me this. He said, um, he said both Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, the first time they had dinner together, I want to say it was, um, Bill's mother, actually, Bill Gates's mother, maybe maybe his father, said this, said, um, "I want each of you guys to write down, if you had one word to attribute to your success, um, I want you to just write it down. this one word that you think is the most um, attributing you know factor to your success." And Bill Gates and Warren Buffett wrote down the exact same word. Okay. That says something, this word is super important. If we can learn to embrace this word, to use, to exercise, to lean into this word, then we can probably accomplish a lot more. All the threes are drooling. They're like, what is it? What's
2: the word? Tell, tell <laughs> us
0: the word. We wanna know the secret word to more success. It was the word focus. They were they were singularly focused on what was most important in that moment, and they took it to the nth degree. And that's the downfall of the three that I see is that we don't take it to the nth degree, we take it to the next degree, and we just keep pushing these little things, and excellence suffers everywhere. Hmm. And so I, I think for me, one of the one of the biggest things that I that I've learned to have to overcome is focus. I will typically have no more than like four windows open on my browser anymore. Someone's going to be someone's gonna be set free today. Let <laughs> me tell you, open less browsers. Open your email and return your emails. Whenever you're done, you can leave that one open. Okay, um, it's permission. You can leave it up. open the next one. Do what you have to do there and get it done. And you will look back and be like, how am I accomplishing so much work? How am I getting done in a half day what used to take me half the week? And it's truly because we're focusing now. And so I think I think for me, that's probably those are probably the two I want to say I only said two things. Those are probably the two things that are that were my downfall that have the potential to be my downfall. Um, but I've learned and uh, and I've grown through it. It's it's um, not appreciating people, not valuing people over the project, or rather valuing the project over valuing people, um, and then not being able to focus because there's too much at hand. If as a three, if you can learn to to value people, number one, it's all about people, um, and then number two, singularly focus on the tasks at hand you, I mean, you'll be able to accomplish so much and don't worry about what kind of shoes you're wearing on stage. No one cares. (laughs) Not one person
2: cares.
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm glad that I don't care
1: about the shoes. Um, but for the rest of it, I was like, I feel attacked. No, uh, with, (laughs) with the, with the people. Oh my gosh, you're so right. I am the worst at writing cards or writing. Thank yous. like, I want to do it so badly and I never do it. Um, and the, uh, tabs on my web browser, you nailed
0: it. I care about getting it done. <laughs> I feel convicted now. Cause you're like, man, I don't write postcards. And I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even know that I was failing by not, I didn't even, <laughs> didn't even cross my mind to write a postcard. <laughs> oh, it, it, man. It, was it was funny. I, uh, for, for this year in our company, like I sent out these bonuses and then one of my guys like wrote me a card in return. And I was like, <laughs> I like was, I was like, you know, because in my mind, I'm like, man, I just gave this person a rad bonus, and they're like, hey, man, you mean a lot to me, and I'm like, I'm a horrible <laughs> leader, like I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. That's
2: hilarious. My husband is a three, and he, like, I tell him the I value a card, a birthday card, over a birthday gift every year. Did you and say a car? A- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need a birthday car every year. Card, but it's so hard for him to remember, which is just hilarious. I'm like every year, been together for six years. All I want is a card. Just write in a card. But it's so funny. And Daniel, one thing that you kind of reminded me on it being about people when it comes to the threes, remembering that your numbers don't reflect your worth as a three, especially in youth ministry, your attendance does not reflect your worth as a three or as a leader. Um, so I'm glad you we're talking about it being about people, because I do think the relationships are so important when it comes to youth ministry and the numbers are, I mean, we count them. Obviously we take attendance and we do all of that in ministry, but, um, I do think that that's, Important for threes to remember.
1: Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Uh so Daniel, what would you say your wing is if you have a dominant wing and where do you see that at play really briefly?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm definitely a wing four. Yes. Um and I and I think where that comes out the most is I want to do things first and I mm-hmm. want to do things original. And I want I love my favorite thing ever is whenever someone's like, why didn't I have that idea? And I'm like, because you're not me. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's probably where it comes out the most. I I like to be very creative. I like to be very original. I like to do things that are, if I'm not jarred by what we're creating, then we're creating yesterday's content. That's kind of my, that's kind of my mindset. Mm -hmm. And not everyone's ready to consume the stuff that we're creating Um, As far as sermon series content, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, But they will be in about two years. So our library will still be accessible to you. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Uh, So Ainsley, uh,
1: whether you're a four or a two, where do you see that playing out for youth ministry workers?
2: Yeah, I think either way, you're in a great spot because a three wing two is very people focused, very Um, relational focused and a three wing four is more what you would see as the kind of professional they're called the professional Um, but they are more strategic the gift is more in strategy so that's really um, why actually so Daniel and I are friends in real life and we were talking before this and he he was like I he, he said can you guess my wing and I was like well if you were gonna say a two, I was going to tell you, you were wrong. So (laughs) he he is one of the most stereotypical three wing fours I know. And um, so anyway, I just thought that that was funny, but yeah, the wings for that three to access are, I always call the wings, the salt and pepper of your personality. You can, they will add to your, um, the flavor of your personality, but too much will ruin it. Right. Too much will be an overkill.
0: Since we're from Louisiana, is it the Tonys to our uh, personality?
2: It's the Tony Sachery's to your personality. That is what your wings are.
0: I feel that in my soul.
2: (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's how I would kind of talk about the wings a little bit as it relates to your personality and how you can benefit from it. Because too much of each, right, would take away from your main core type. So you want to have a good flavor. And you can, like I said before, you can have a – dominant wing, or you can access both equally, or you can pull from each in different seasons and situations.
1: Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for hopping on with us today. Uh, Ainsley, thank you as always. And uh, look forward to seeing how threes in ministry like us can hopefully excel from hearing this. So thanks again.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jeff.
1: That concludes today's episode. Thanks again to Ainsley, our Enneagram coach, and to Daniel, our guest. If you check out the show notes, there you will find links to their websites. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. And remember, you can catch all of the episodes in this series, if you missed any, at our website, youthministrymaverick.com. You can also find a comprehensive list of our guests, their bios, lists of organizations and youth ministry to help you in your own ministry. There's also a store where you can buy some items and help fund the podcast to continue its work. We also really appreciate if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And if you do that, take a screenshot before you hit submit, send it to me, and I will mail you a personal thank you along with some merchandise that you can't get on the website so please go and do that. I'm excited to continue this series. Uh, Remember, every Tuesday and Friday, there's a new episode with a new guest and some practical information for you. That's all for now. So until next time, thanks for listening. Adios.